This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 74 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's topic is sponsored by Equestrian Collections, the world of equestrian shopping at your fingertips at a price you can afford. That's equestriancollections.com. Enjoy today's tip. I'm Glenn the Geek from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily. On today's tip, we go back to one of the finest horse photographers in the world and our first guest expert, Scott Trees. Scott brings us another tip on horse photography. We all want to take better pictures, but none of us really want to spend the time studying photography. And that's why I'm thrilled that Scott comes back on with us again and again. And photography is one of my little hobbies that I do very poorly. And I have learned a lot, actually, with Scott over over time. I'm one of those people that just puts it on automatic and shoots away. Well, Scott tells us how to avoid that and actually become a, a real photographer taking real pictures without it on automatic. You can listen to all of Scott's previous tips. I think there are like five of them by just going to horsetipdaily.com. And on the left-hand side there, you'll see a drop-down menu where you can search by expert and just choose Scott Trees. And you'll see all his previous tips. They're not time-sensitive. You can listen to them anytime. So stop on over there and uh, get caught up if you've missed all the photography tips. Well, we'll go get to Scott in a moment here. But first, I wanted to talk a little bit about Equestrian Collections. You know, Equestrian Collections... Uh, with all the rain that has drenched the East Coast of the United States over the last month, I know many of you are going to be looking for rain gear for yourself and or your horse. Well, Equestrian Collections can outfit you both. They have tons of different brands and types and styles of, of winter coats and jackets for you that I'm sure you'll love. You'll love the prices. You'll love the styles that are out this year. Stop by EquestrianCollections.com and take a look. And don't forget your horse. They also have all the waterproof blankets and sheets that you will ever want or need at a price you can afford. Make EquestrianCollections.com your first stop for your fall and winter needs. And if you use the Stable Scoop code, if you at checkout, if you use the coupon code Stable Scoop, two words, you'll get ten dollars off your next order of one hundred and twenty dollars or more. That's Stable Scoop. That's the coupon code Stable Scoop at checkout. All right, let's get to Scott. Well, hi Scott, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. It's always nice to speak with you. Hey, Glenn, good to hear from you. It's good to talk to you always. Yeah, you know, um, we we've we have gotten through the summer now, and we're we're thinking about winter, and and you know, I think people think sometimes that uh, taking photographs and and doing photography is limited to a summer, fall, and spring thing, right? But I have some fantastic photographs of some major blizzards we went through in New England when we lived there. Well, it's it is. I mean, and I have some shots, uh, some very. Uh, popular shots of mine of, of horses in the snow. I mean, it, it is definitely a, a time to get some very different kinds of pictures. And actually, it's kind of one of the things I was going to talk about a little bit today for you um, in terms of this will tie in, because I was trying to talk about most people have their cameras, but they really don't know how to take care of them. Okay. And so we'll lead into basically, because you brought the subject up about shooting in the snow, and a lot of people wonder, well, can I get my camera wet? Um, most of the 35-millimeter cameras can handle some degree of moisture, especially the higher-end ones, without, without any problems. But if you go out into the snow, now you can, you can make a, um, 
a very simple homemade snow uh, protector without having to go to the expense of, of the very expensive one with the trash bag. And you basically cut a hole in the end of the trash bag and, you, and in a rubber band, and you put the rubber band around the lens mount to hold the, the bag onto the lens. Put your filter back, I mean your uh, lens hood back over that. And basically what it gives you is you can go in your little trash bag and keep your camera dry and see to shoot. And it's a very effective uh, means of on, a, on an impromptu shoot, which I usually keep one in my bag actually a lot, to, to create a, a wind protector, uh, not a wind protector, excuse me, a snow protector. Huh, I never really and, thought about um, that. And it's, that way it, it is, um, your camera doesn't get wet, you can, you can, your hands go up in there, and actually it can be, be, be a pretty good ear getting up device as well when you're under that bag and watching walking towards the horse. But it's, uh, it's a great way to, to, for rain or snow to keep your equipment dry. And one of the problems that you do have to deal with a lot of times when you go from an extremely uh, warm room out into a uh, colder climate and or, for example, when I'm in Dubai, sometimes you go from a very hot climate into, I mean, a very cool room into a hot climate. But you get to, it's kind of like you've seen it happen on your, your glasses or your sunglasses when you walk out and they fog over. Well, the same thing can happen to your camera lenses. And um, one way to prevent that is to put them in plastic bags, the Ziploc bags. And um, what happens then is that the moisture is absorbed inside the bag and not your lens. When that does happen, um, as far, just let you know. Point your camera towards a, a, a bright object like the sun or something a little warm, and, and it will it will evaporate inside your camera. But you know you have to you have to uh, let that let that stuff uh, evaporate back out. But the the little plastic bag trick is is a good way to to avoid that from happening. And if you, if you're in a climate when you can keep your gear in, in more of the environment you're going to be shooting in, that's better too. Now, don't leave it out in cold, cold, cold weather or hot, hot, hot weather, but just be be prepared that if you can kind of put it in a, in a transition room somewhere before you go outside, it'll save you some time. Well, that's I would have never thought about the whole moisture yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it and another thing that I see a lot of times people um, they buy they buy these their cameras and what they need to do is they need to buy a filter to put on their lens. A UV like filter. A UV or skylight. And what happens is that does two things. Number one, it creates a dust barrier. So it keeps dust from getting onto your lens and your, your lens from getting scratched. And number two, uh, if you're clumsy like me and, and happen to bump your cameras into a lot of things, it's that filter that cracks and breaks and not your lens. I have done that before. Yes. Yeah, so and apparently so, I am clumsy. Like. <laughs> well, yeah, it, you know, if you, you throw these darn things over your shoulders and these big lenses anymore, you know, you, you it's easy to bump them. And well, you're at a horse out. show, you're in a barn, you know, right. you're going to bang it on stuff. Exactly. And you, where I got mine before was on a screw-eye in the barn. Yeah. You know, you yeah. turn around and all of a sudden smack. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's still And they're only like, what, 12, 14 bucks well, or something? Well, actually, they can be anywhere from 12. It, you're, you're really better off with some of these lenses today to get a pretty good optical piece of glass. And, and those are going to be more in the range of 40 to 60, depending on how big your lens is. Okay. But, um, you know, you want to get a good piece of glass on the front of that. But, you know, it's definitely a, an inexpensive insurance policy against, against lens damage. Yeah, because a lens is going to cost you a whole lot more than, right. uh, yeah. Now, along those lines, too, is, is we, we mentioned dust. And most people don't really know how to clean their cameras. And the one, the one thing that you are told, which is true, don't try and clean your sensors yourself unless you really know what you're doing. Because if you damage that sensor, um, you've damaged the camera. And so 
so a lot of people have you know in have buy those cans of air that you can blow off you know the dust and those kinds of things. And that's fine for the external part of the camera, but never ever ever use one of those uh, cans of air in the inside toward your sensor because it can. Uh, you've probably seen if you've used them when you kind of burst it out. Sometimes it throws out a burst of nitrogen that you can actually see, and that coats your sensor. And when that that happens, your sensor is damaged. And it's not really that you're. It's not your sensor is not actually. It's covered by a very thin membrane, but it's still it has to be cleaned. And if you if it gets real dirty, I think the newer cameras today, you know, have a lot of the new cameras have sensor cleaning devices built into them, so they kind of throw electrostatic charge in there and drop the dust off. But you know, when you're in dusty climates like I am, sometimes overseas in the Middle East or some of the areas that I shoot, your cameras get dirty. Now I have mine cleaned professionally a couple times a year. But if you need to get it cleaned, if it's got a big hunk of dirt in there, um, they make a thing like um, the turkey basters, that you, know, you that, like a big bulb that you can blow air yeah, out of. Yeah, That you can use to clean your sensor. Now, all really? Cameras I never would have thought about that. <laughs> yeah, well, you, can, you actually, camera stores sell something that looks just like that. but it's Like a turkey baster? Yeah, but it's smaller. <laughs> but it's, it's the same thing. It's you know, basically a bulb that has a little tube on the end that you can blow air through it. That you can use to clean your clean your sensor. You mean I'm not supposed up. to use my dirty shirt? No, you're not supposed to use your, on your sensor anyhow. You can use your dirty shirt on your camera body, but okay. not on your sensor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I we've all done that too. You know that. And then I actually one of the things that I keep around is I go to uh, went to uh, Home Depot and bought a, the least expensive little small finishing paintbrushes I could find, and one of them I cut off to leave about a quarter of it uh, left there which gives a real hard, bristly part. And that part, I, that brush is just to clean the dirt off my camera, to get in and clean around the dials and to get in and clean around the aperture controls on your camera and stuff, not for your lens. The other one, the nice soft one that I leave, I think it's a one-inch wide or something, that one I use to brush off my lens. But, you know, you can clean those bodies off. They, they get dirty, and the same holds true for video cameras as well. Um, and if you're going to clean your lenses, use a, a good cleaning tissue, or a cleaning cloth. Most you know, now cleaning cloths are very abundant out there. Uh, blow it off gently, uh, so because if there's d- big dust on there and you um, use a big cloth on it to try and get rid of the dust, you could scratch your lens. Well, you know, I and you know, you're making me feel guilty here, don't you? Yeah, so of course that was the purpose. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm guilty. I bought this camera a year and a half ago, and I don't think I've ever cleaned it. Yeah, well, most people don't. And, you know, this, in all honesty, it's not that the dirt is going to hurt it. I mean, on the outside. Um, the only problem that you're really going to run into to dust is, is if it gets on your sensor and if you get big you know, globs of dust on your sensor. And, and, again, in this world of Photoshop, I mean, it's not that hard to fix. But it's just a matter of, of um, you know, it does help to clean them off and basically keep your glass clean. That's the important part. Because those those will you know if you if you shoot into the sun especially and like to use a lot of backlight if you've got a bunch of dirt and grit on your lens it actually shows up um, in flare and those kinds of things which doesn't make it look good so it's just you know one of those things that that will will help you keep your gear in a little bit better shape. Great. Well, that's a great tip. I appreciate that, Scott. Now I'm going to know what I have to do after we're done here. <laughs> so I'll go clean. It's something you'd never think about un- unless you're a professional who has to live with these things every day and make sure exactly. they last a long time. Exactly. Well, unfortunately, you know, it's funny. In the film days, I shot the same camera for over 15 years. And in today's digital world, you know, you have to buy a camera, it seems like, every two years. I mean, so it's but but it's uh yeah we've gone from like 1 megapixel cameras to about 100 megapixel cameras in oh, 2 years you know yeah it's like, no it's it's been amazing the growth has been astounding and, there is a point here where where 
you know, megapixel where where twenty megapixels for a camera, you can't. It becomes um, not an advantageous thing no, it for really everybody. Doesn't. It, and and one of the things that you're finding now too is that the 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 ability of the cameras to con- to record detail is superseding the ability of the lenses to capture it. Well, let's do this, Scott. Let's let's do one of the tips. Let's actually talk about megapixels and how important it is to have a 12 or 15 or, yeah, you know. Yeah, well, that, that actual time, because I was also, also going to talk about JPEG versus RAW, Oh, good. That's perfect. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, and you know what? I don't, I'm confused about the JPEG versus RAW, yeah. so we'll come back to that at another time. Tell everybody what your website is. Uh, my website is treesmedia.com. Treesmedia.com, and, mm-hmm. and you're, you have a new one coming out here shortly. Yep, yep, yep. Knock on wood, but I'm hoping it'll be up in 10 days. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much, Scott, good, and we'll good, look good. forward to talking to you again so we can learn about uh, how many how many is too many megapixels and also uh, JPEG, JPEG versus JPEG RAW. JPEG versus RAW, yep. Okay, great. Thanks, All right, Scott. take care, Glenn. Thanks. Well, thanks to Scott for joining us today. It's always fun to talk to Scott. And you can uh, find his website at treesmedia.com. That's T-R-E-E-S media.com. And, of course, on our show notes, we'll have the links to all of his his websites as well. And you can drop me an email at glenn with two n's at horseradionetwork.com. That's glenn with two n's at horseradionetwork.com. And also, don't forget to check out all the other great shows on the network at horseradionetwork.com. You can find them all. We have do five of them now, five different ones. So be sure to, if you like this one, be sure to check out the other ones as well. Well, I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone. (laughs) 